0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup Final Eve as Hearts and Celtic do battle at the National Stadium tomorrow. Either Scott Brown or Christoph Berra will get their hands on the famous old trophy. We'll hear from both as well as the managers and it's all set up for a nerve shredder on Sunday as Dundee United and St Mirren finish goalless in the playoffs. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans. Rarely, if ever... Has the weight of history pressed down so hard on the shoulders of one team in a Scottish Cup final as it will on Celtic tomorrow? The date is the most evocative of all in Celtic's history, May 25. The club has never won the Scottish Cup three times in a row in its 131-year history. Now they have the chance. And there's an unprecedented triple treble at stake. That's the pressure which comes with the territory against the heart side with... Everything to gain, nothing to lose. The cup final traditionally brings the curtain down on our domestic season. This one promises to be dramatic on an epic scale. Game of Thrones, eat your heart. <laughs> Fraser Washer, <laughs> what a weekend we have in store. Yeah, we're just talking there about the, the English playoffs. We're talking about European finals next week, but it's a showpiece event for Scottish football. It's a day... I remember as a kid looking forward to it. It's one of the few live games that you saw every year. It didn't matter. I was, I'm supposed to. We never played in the cup final, but you would go and you would sit in the television and you would watch it. And I just hope tomorrow is a great game for all the supporters that go there, no matter who wins. And I hope that for all the supporters that, that, that were watching the game on television, that we get a good, a good sort of advertisement for it for our game because I think it's been a good season. I've enjoyed my football this year. One more game to go. Let's let's have a good one, guys. And then on Sunday, a very different. Type of prize Up yeah. for grabs Very different type of pressure For St Mirren And Dundee United Different competition Same drama I watched the first leg Last night And for me Gordon It proved Once again That a full stadium Can make a match That wasn't the greatest All the more exciting It was more combative Than it was cultured Last night But it tees up Sunday perfectly And To my way of thinking Either side Could win Paisley becomes An irrelevance for me Either St Mirren or Dundee United could win that match. There's pressure on these these players, and I, I agree with you. I don't think it was the the greatest game. I thought St Mirren got their tactics right, and uh, Owen Keenly, I think now seven games unbeaten, and and I saw them beat Dundee last week. Looked good as well at times, but uh, there's huge pressure on these players because they know that uh, if you're a St Mirren player, there'll be relegation clauses, there'll be less money, they could lose their jobs. Or Dundee United players as well, there might not be a contract for next year. Things change at a football club. Very, very tense and nervy, but exciting. I mean, I enjoyed watching it, mm. and I'll enjoy watching Sunday as well. And from my own point of view, we got a bias. <laughs> hope the Saints get there. Uh, what did you make of that one last night? And to kick us off, Celtic fans, Hearts fans, this is the last chance you will have to give us your pre-match thoughts ahead of the Scottish Cup final. So don't hang around. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. How do you see the game going? Is all the pressure on Celtic? What about Neil Lennon? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? All of the above questions. Get them in 01419511025. On Twitter, we're at Clyde SSB. And since we like to include everyone in this, give us your favourite Scottish Cup final memories. There have been so many crackers over the years. So it doesn't matter whether it's Celtic and Hearts playing tomorrow. Give us your favourite Scottish Cup final memories on the phones 
and on Twitter Looking forward to hearing some of them Let's hear from Neil Lennon He says that Celtic's domestic dominance will help them tomorrow um, But that doesn't mean a win's guaranteed It's been a, a very normal week of training at Lennox Town And he's hoping that that's helped keep everyone focused It's all on the day And you could wake up with, I don't know, not feeling right Or it could take you 20 minutes to get going Get a second win, that type of stuff but the experience that they've had, hopefully, will stand them in good stead. You know, they've been over the course and distance before and in recent years, and, you know, that experience hopefully will bear them well. So there's been a good edge to the training this week. You know, we reminded them of uh, responsibilities going into this week and not being in holiday mode. And I know that maybe some of them, it may be the last appearance, and they can't get caught up in the emotion of, of that either. They have a job to do, um, they have a game to play and a trophy to win, so... The whole focus has to be on that and not about all the noise surrounding anything else. On the eve of the cup final, there's a, a too-good-to-be-true scenario where Celtic are concerned. You know, they look at Hearts, one win in their last nine league games, losing important players, the most important of all being Stephen Naismith, the man who made their season Kick off in such dramatic fashion. They were on fire with 19 points out of 21. Now we're at the damp squid. Squid? Yep. Damp squid. squib Jane. Squids do tend to be damp yes. For what it's worth yes. uh, But you know The damp squib being one win In their last nine matches And Ollie Lee uh, Having failed to make Hamden Because of a twisted knee So It all seems too good to be true But Neil Lennon spoke The truest words of all When he said Hearts aren't coming to Hamden To give Celtic anything Celtic have to take it if they want it Fraser we were discussing this in the office before Whether this bodes well for Hearts or not And listen records and, and whatever are there to be broken You have to go back a long old time To find a shock yeah. in a Scottish Cup final don't you Yeah and the old firm in particular rarely lose Unless it's to each other They rarely lose in, in a Cup final has been Certainly in, Scottish Cup as Scottish well Scottish Cup as well Yeah yeah absolutely And and it tends to be semi-finals Where, where the, the shocks would occur and, and Neil Lennon has been on the receiving end of a couple of those As well Notably Ross County And I think Hearts beat them in a Semi-final as well But um, for, for me It's usually the favourite That gets there And Celtic must go With a bit of confidence The one thing that I think Will be a concern for, for Neil Lennon Is in recent weeks And even under Brendan Rodgers as well They kind of struggled A couple of times Against teams that just sit in And make themselves hard to beat Now hand is a big pitch Which makes it much more difficult But Hearts will come And they'll be cautious Craig's, Craig's a cautious manager And they'll just try and sit in And try and frustrate Celtic For as long as they possibly can So that'll be interesting to see Celtic's team selection It's got to be about players That can pick holes yeah. And they'll have plenty of the ball So Callum McGregor Will be key in the midfield as well To dictate things So it, it depends how they, how they start the game If they start the game well Then the signs will be good But if it's nil-nil after half an hour the, the Things will get a wee bit tense 0141-951-1025 All your thoughts on tomorrow's game And your favourite Scottish Cup final memories Hugh Keevans told me he's been to 94 Scottish Cup finals uh, So we'll get to his memories 93 I said Sorry, sorry, sorry uh, We'll get to his memories a little bit later on But let's hear yours on the phones And on Twitter at Clyde SSB Matt is first up tonight He's a Celtic fan in Hamilton What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow, Matt? How are you doing, Gordon? Fraser, Hugh Hello, Matt I was basically just, I, I'm, they made this respect to heart, um, as you said, as everybody said at the start, this is, this is history in the making. Celtic will know that it, they won't let it slip, and it doesn't matter how they've been playing or how the, the end of the seasons went. But my point is tonight, um, to anyone he's, I don't know, the threes, is if Neil Lennon doesn't get the job, and I hope he does, it's got to be somebody who's taking a team to the last 16 of the Champions League or better. Because if it's somebody else, it's a step back. 
Work with, in other words, uh, Neil Lennon did that with Celtic. Therefore, uh, if it's not to be Neil, it has to be someone who has emulated that achievement. Well, I still think Neil Lennon is in pole position for one simple reason, Matt. He is an attainable target for Celtic. I don't believe I may be eating my words and wiping egg from my face on Monday night, Gordon. However... <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe <laughs> I don't believe that Rafa Benitez is an attainable target uh, because of the wage that he would command, because of the entourage that he would want to bring, and because of the money he would demand to spend on the transfer market. This is Scotland, and Celtic have an obligation not to bankrupt the club to get a manager. I know there's a groundswell for David Moyes. No. He, well, there you are, Matt. You've answered the question for me. Uh, he seems to be the one that divides the Celtic support as much as Neil Lennon. Uh, but I honestly believe that Neil Lennon is 90 minutes away from being the manager. So as in, it hinges on this? Or or just timing-wise? Im- imagine, Gordon, if the dramatic happened and a Scottish Cup final did result in a major shock. And it would be a shock if Hearts beat Celtic, given the way both teams are at the moment. It would then give Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell cause for mm. meeting each other again to see if the support will buy this. Surely, though, the decision's been made, Fraser, whether it's public or not. I mean, cup football, anything can happen. So, by what Hughes suggesting, I don't know, a terrible refereeing decision, yeah. Scott Bain slips and, and the ball goes in and Celtic lose, and that's the difference between Neil Lennon getting the job or not. Surely it can't, it can't come down to that, can it? It may come down to that I think they're waiting to judge the reaction from the Celtic supporters And uh, I've been surprised at the, sort of the split around Neil Lennon I mean, I think everybody admires and loves what he's done for Celtic All the supporters as a player and a manager But I don't think he's universally the first choice I think there are people like Matt who want him But equally there's, there's, there's some, some that don't And I think maybe that's what they would do and wait And if, if you know, they think it was to happen and Hearts were to win tomorrow then, uh, then that might just be a, a bit of a test to see what, mm. what do the Celtic supporters think about it. It's been a really strange process. Yeah, absolutely, Martin. You go. Um, I'm, I'm like a lot of other people. I've been bewildered exactly what's happening here, and you know, I, I've got, I've got a sneaky feeling because nothing's been said. I, I, I've got a feeling in my bones that that Neil has been told he's not getting the job, and don't ask me how. Just the way things is planning it. Um, but um, I don't want, I'm, I'm not interested in Davy Moyes. And given what's going to happen in the next two years, I still believe if, if, if Neil Lynn gets the money, he gets the transfer budget and he gets some decent players in, Neil Lynn can have a crack at Europe. And we need to have a crack at Europe as well. It's, as, as for going for the 10, 10 in a row as well. Now, we're never going to win the Champions League. But Neil Lynn's proved he can get us to the second stage where he can get us in. That's 30 million. If we can get 30 mil, even if we, can get, if we can make it in one of the two years coming up to the 10 in a row, great. Mm. That's 30 million into the kitty. But Neil Lennon is the man to take us to 10 in a row. I don't mean to belittle that achievement at all, Hugh, because it was it was, it was was great yeah. for Neil Lennon to guide Celtic to the last 16. But I'm sure there are lots of very, very good managers that, that, that haven't managed that. So do you really use that as a criteria? No, no, you don't. But there's been a sea change. And it was created by Brendan Rodgers Because at one time Neil Lennon would have had The perfect profile For the Celtic supporters Absolutely everything about him Would have been correct 
for the Celtic supporters and he's been there and he's done it as player and as manager however Brendan Rodgers has created a different mindset among the Celtic supporters now in that they are underwhelmed by the thought of Neil Lennon replacing Brendan Rodgers on a full-time basis underwhelmed where once he would have represented the perfect profile for a Celtic manager uh, Matt are you going to the game tomorrow? Um, well I'm going to let you into a secret guys I'm going to grant a green to renew my wedding vows tomorrow Ah you old romantic I'll tell you now my, my anniversary was in 18 okay yep. but my wife was planning this she couldn't get the 18 but she came in and she said to me it's the 25th how's that? and I'm like that smashing <laughs> sweet huh? <laughs> lovely so, and I'm also a mad Glasgow Warriors fan oh Matt you're having a nightmare so they're, they're playing at Parkhead But I, I love Listen I love my wife more than I love Celtic Or the Glasgow Warriors Ah oh, he's <laughs> soft I hope he's listening to the car somewhere <laughs> Listen Carrie Grant come on the line here Instead of Matt There's, there's been a mistake here Matt's in Hamilton On his way to Gretna Green tomorrow Enjoy that Matt We'll, uh, we'll be thinking about you What about that Celtic could win the treble treble Glasgow Warriors win the Pro 14 Matt's down in He's an old romantic You can tell it's the end of the season Everybody's happy the romance Everybody's is coming out The sun is shining each other. Yeah, Absolutely Please I always tell the story On the, the day in February When it happened I get a phone call From Alec Ray To say Brendan Rodgers is gone I get a phone call 60 seconds later From the Radio Clyde newsroom You'll need to come in We need to speak to you Brendan Rodgers is gone And eventually The woman that I've been married to For decades Said <laughs> Is this a big deal? Who's <laughs> Brendan Rodgers? <laughs> it was quite a big deal that night, wasn't it? I remember fans of all teams were wanting to hear from you because I'm looking for your favourite ever Scottish Cup final memories. We should be proud of that old competition because there have been absolute crackers along the way. And I know there'll be great stories about whether it was going along with your family or friends and, and seeing your team lift the cup. So give us your, your best memories. Uncle Waldo says, mm-hmm. never a better Scottish Cup memory than Lovencrantz late winner against Celtic in 2002. Certainly no in my lifetime, he says. That was one of the classics, wasn't it? That was a great game. Was that 3-2 in the end? 3-2. Yeah, that was a, that was a good game. Um, Hugh, I mean, go on, pick one out of... However many you've been to Dear me I, I, I watched my first one in 1961 uh, And I was almost physically ill Because of the sheer excitement of it all You know when you're a, when you're a, when you're a child <laughs> Yeah you know Fraser you had That feeling when you in the old Hamden You went up yeah. all those stairs And suddenly you had this panoramic view of Hamden Park And there were 130,000 people there Stop and think about that young Gordon 130,000 people uh, so uh, the, the first one is truly special Because of the sheer excitement It finished up nothing each as well I can't nudge you towards 91 No can't, I was going to say 91 That's alright wasn't it uh, yeah, Come I, on I, even as a neutral Come on Yeah No he's not having it uh, No I, I, I was down on the track side For Super Scoreboard that day uh, This is Motherwell Dundee United We're talking about Yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah of course well, yes. uh, So <laughs> I just remember the Dundee United player Who I'm sure he meant well Threw his boot at the referee Luckily <laughs> Luckily it missed uh, Frank is in Garahill What's your Favourite Scottish Cup memory Frank? Uh, 1951 Right Tell us Well I had a long time to wait Because I didn't play for the, the, the Scottish Cup During the war years And uh, the restart in 1947 So in 1951 Celtic against Motherwell won, won nothing by uh, John McPhail and uh, again, a huge attendance, just like Hugh has just said there. 
Um, that was followed closely by the 1969, obviously, the 4 nothing against Rangers. But my worst one was the 1956 one against uh, Hearts. <clears throat> and the reason for that was that uh, the team that Celtic fielded that day, <clears throat> the team was selected by Mrs Kelly, <laughs> uh, not, not Bob Kelly. And uh, she dropped uh, Bobby Collins, who was a wonderful player, actually, in, inside right or outside right. She dropped him and brought in Mike Hockney, who was the recognised right back, and played him inside right and played a, a fellow called Craig outside right. And uh, that unbalanced the team completely. The fella, and Hearts were, the, were well worth it. And you've never forgiven him 60 uh, years later. The, the fella <laughs> called, I've never forgiven <laughs> Mrs Kelly for that. The, the fella called Craig was Billy Craig, who is the only surviving player from either side uh, of that occasion. Uh, Billy Craig, uh, thank heavens, is still in good health and will no doubt be uh, watching the game tomorrow. No, he wasn't a Bobby Collins. You're you're absolutely (laughs) right. But uh, I'm simply telling you that he's the last survivor of that particular final. See, this show's always an education. Thank you very much, Frank. I love that. We tripped down memory lane telling me something I didn't know. That was Frank uh, in Garahill. 0141-951-1025. We're going to hear from Craig Levine and Scott Brown after the travel with Amber. Keep your memories coming in. Your favourite Scottish Cup final memories. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans are here. It's our Scottish Cup final preview show. We're also asking you for your favourite Scottish Cup final memories. So get them in on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. What have we got coming in? Graham Fisher says the Loudrop final when Jury got a hat trick. That was Graham's favourite. Uh, Stuart McBride says my first was 1976. DJ scored in the first minute. Uh, Rangers beat Hearts 3 1 on the day. Alex Mc- McD, McDonald um, and Martin Henderson with the third Jers won a treble also here the referee got overexcited and he started the game yeah, before right. 3 o'clock is that right? so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Derek had actually scored <laughs> before, before 3 yeah <laughs> first day um, was early for anything Derek absolutely <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting on him coming in tonight actually uh, and Jim McLaughlin says I'm very envious and I do appreciate you were only a teenager Hugh but um, since Partick Thistle's only win was 1921 what was it like as a match? oh well no, it was a great, great day great occasion for the Jags yes sunny day wasn't it? yeah sunny yeah day. pity they had to wait until 19... 19- 71 for the next big trophy win But there you are Sorry Jim That's as good as we can do He bluffed his way through that one. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Paul is a Celtic fan in Newton Merns What have you got for us Paul? Hi, hi Good evening guys Hi Paul Hi Paul uh, oh, So many memories Over the years But um, I can tell you one thing My grandfather was at the Celtic Aberdeen game The one that was the record You know the, the British record The yes. attendance yes. Number of people And um, my dad I can tell you my dad's favourite Cup final was 1969 when uh, the 4 0 against Rangers. But I've got to say, mine was, was 2004. Um, just a whole magical season that. I thought Celtic were absolutely brilliant that season. We won the league by a mile. And, you know, after the year before, when there was a Dunfermline fiasco at Ibrooks, when, when Rangers won the league in the last day of the season, I think just all that year, we all had a, kind of quite a bitterness against Dunfermline. And then, <laughs> what, and then what happened? We got them in the Scottish Cup final. And I was there and had my wee dad with me. My dad's no longer with us. And it was just quite a special moment being there. 1-0 down to Dunfermline at half-time. Henry Larson's last match, and he just turned the style on in the second half and won the final 3-1. It was just, oh, gives me shivers just even talking about it. Do you get the feeling there's magic in the air this weekend? I hope so. Absolutely hope so. It's just, um, 
you know, I just hope the players go out the way they did against, you know, Aberdeen in the semi-final. Just from the the minute the ball kicked off, the team were up for it. Scott Brown was charging them down, and you know, there were there were James Forrest was running around just doing his doing his usual. And I just hope that they start the game tomorrow the same way. Because if they do, then you know, then we're, we're going to be up for it. Because I think I think on our day, if if we play at our best, then then we should be winning. You know, that that's why we've, we've know, won the league for the last number of years. I think Forrest could argue be the most important man for Celtic tomorrow for this reason when Brendan Rodgers went off and Neil Lennon had to negotiate a very tough quarter-final tie against Hibs at Easter Road James Forrest broke the deadlock with a magnificent goal when Celtic then had Aberdeen in the semi-final James Forrest broke the deadlock with a magnificent goal since then he has cleaned up he's got all the awards he's got everything by the Eurovision Song Contest and the winner against Rangers at yes. Celtic Park and going for his 17th winner's medal as a Celtic player tomorrow. For me, not just because he's cleaned up with all of the awards, but because he's there. He's got the track record behind him. He's got the goals in the two cup ties that Neil Lennon has managed so far. And he was always Neil Lennon's protege. When Neil Lennon had the development squad at Celtic Park, James Forrest was his most important player. I think Forrest for Celtic tomorrow... Is the most important player Yeah and I think On the other side The interesting thing For Neil Lennon's selection Who's going to play on the left You know As I said earlier Hearts I've seen them play With a back five I think they'll go with that tomorrow And so In the wider areas If Tierney's fit to play Then doubling up with whoever Is going to be the left winger Is going to be important Mikey Johnson plays way in perhaps He might have done Last week He might have done Neil Lennon's had Scott Sinclair on the bench Most of the time I don't think he fancies Ollie Burke Johnny Hayes Maybe could play there He likes Johnny Hayes but they're going to have to get wide They're going to have to get balls into in, into the box But Forrest has been so potent Coming in from the wide areas And scoring goals I mean he's, he, 17th trophy uh, 17th medal yeah oh, I mean the record wow. holder is uh, Bobby Lennox Who's got 25 medals as a Celtic player You wouldn't pass James to beat that Because yeah. I think he'll stay One of his lads will stay at Celtic For his whole career I mean he's a wonderful player I'm so pleased for him I don't think he gets the credit He deserves over the years Maybe this season he has he Because he's yeah. now cleaned up At the awards Which um, which in previous seasons He's maybe not been in the reckoning yeah. for He's not somebody that wants a limelight you know, Quiet guy Not really comfortable in the limelight at all So yeah delighted mm. for him But I, I think you're right They'll be the key players In the wide areas Trying to get around this packed, uh, packed heart Midfield and defence Paul I loved your memories Because it had that personal touch You're talking about Being there With your dad And we look at other countries Paul Some of them Now Don't really care About their national cup final Let's be honest Is there still something special About the cup final The way you hang on To those memories And and I suppose What it means In a footballing sense as well I think I think the Scottish Cup is still magical. You know, I, I agree with you. You know, it's a shame what's happened in England, where actually the FA Cup has really diluted. And you know, like France and Italy, nobody actually sort of cares about it. Um, but I think it is. It's one of the special things about Scotland is, is that there is still that magic about it, and everybody does you know concentrate on it. And it's it does have a more importance when a team is going for a double or going for a treble. And I suppose that's you know. We've been fortunate enough and I've seen Celtic do that, you know, a number of times. I mean, my, my first sort of major football memory was, was 1985 when, when Frank McGarvey scored in the last sort of five minutes when Celtic were losing to Dundee United. And oh, just when you think about it, it was just a magical feeling. So I think, I think, I think most Scottish football fans, they will have some sort of, you know, nice memory over a, a Scottish Cup final. And that's why it's dangerous, Paul, to assume anything about tomorrow because hearts of their memories... And hearts of their stories And hearts really really want this Because it doesn't come around for them As often as it does for Celtic 
and therefore you have to consider their part in this day as well and uh, I'm sure Neil Lennon above all will understand that is the case and here's a man who's going to try and write another chapter in the heart story tomorrow Craig Levine got a tremendous respect for, for a team who are as successful as, as Celtic have been as much as they have more money than other teams that doesn't always mean that you can you can have a clean sweep of, of all the trophies and this will be the third year we were in the fortunate position of being able to stop uh, Celtic's long run of, of unbeaten uh, matches which was a good thing for us again with some there's something in there to to help us with this uh, task at the weekend of stopping them winning this this trophy there, there are things that can help us um, I'm really not I'm not really thinking about Celtic not getting their treble treble I'm thinking about us and our players becoming heroes or legends or whatever term you would like to use What sort of game plan can Craig Levine come up with Fraser? I think it's a going back containing game and, and hitting on the on the break and uh, his key man has been Stephen Naismith for, for a year and a half now and he's missed so much of this season and he was fantastic at the start of the season and without him there is just something missing there um, I, I saw them play against Kilmarnock I think it was the first game after the split they, they just didn't play well at all there was no life about it Tencastle was dead for the first time in many a year Kilmarnock controlled the game and deservedly won the game so it's really difficult to see too many positives for, for Hearts to be in such a poor run but uh, they, they're just going to have to go do a containing game Craig is, is, as I said earlier is that type of manager in any case and just try and keep in the game for as long as they possibly can. They've got danger. Manic Piazzo is a danger if you get the ball into the right areas. Um, Arnold Zoom can score a goal as well, but uh, it's difficult to see mm. where Hearts are going to cause Celtic problems. On that note, I'm asking for everyone's favourite Scottish Cup memories because there are two teams involved tomorrow, but we like to get everyone in in the discussion. JC Boy says it's got to be 94 Brewster against a very good Rangers team, Ivan Golak's Tangerine Army. Oh, no. I remember the day well uh, You know Jim McLean uh, Had tried for so many years And had Made the modern Dundee United You know He, he, he won the league In 83 And he uh, Had tried so hard On so many occasions To win the Scottish Cup And then Stepped aside Ivan Golak came in And <laughs> He got it uh, Now What what Celtic have to be careful about tomorrow is what Rangers had to be careful about in 94. A lot of players had been to the well on a number of occasions for them and they ran out of energy and Dundee United took advantage of one mistake and won the cup as a consequence. And that was going to be a double treble. I, I, that can't be a good memory I'm not allowing that I was at Rangers at the time <laughs> It's the closest I came I didn't play in a, a Scottish Cup final but I thought I might have got on the bench For that game Didn't And uh, Gary Stevens got injured after 15 minutes And I'm sitting there saying I could have been on there But uh, Yeah we, we, The team just ran out of steam That was a double treble And uh, So yeah Not not a good memory for me So we can't have that <laughs> uh, for, what, The reason I mentioned it though In the context of Hearts Is 94 25 years ago Was that the last Scottish Cup final shock we had? Probably, Possibly. yeah I mean, Gretna Possibly. came close, didn't they? They took hearts to penalties Someone else will tell me I've, I've missed one But off the top of my head Would that be the last shock we had in the final? Even, yeah. when, even when Inverness won it They were favourites Because they played Falkirk Yeah So even when one of the smaller teams Has won the Scottish Cup in the last 20-odd years you know, It's it's not really been a shock So you know, I can't think of any, any others off That's why I say there's a too-good-to-be-true scenario For Celtic 
And that's what they have to be wary of Their consistency has been absolutely remarkable To have eight trophies in the last three years One after the other And to be going for nine trophies tomorrow The consistency has been absolutely incredible But it takes it out of the players And having said that I've said that James Forrest tomorrow for me Is the most important Celtic player Because he's course and distance He did it against Hibs He did it against Aberdeen He's capable of doing it against Hearts tomorrow He and all the rest Who have done so much over the last three years The Scott Browns, the Callum McGregors They have to have one final push To create history tomorrow Good mention from Colin as well We're really up We're rhyming off all the classics Collins is 87 The mighty St Mirren He says Ian Ferguson yes. winner And still remains the last final With all Scots and involved Scots to win it Yeah yeah So there we go A bit of significance that in that one the, From the, Colin The press hype then was The people's final That was the people's final Which is a phrase Which uh, somebody uh, Came up with Because neither Celtic Nor Rangers were in the final So call it something they The were, people's final They were both knocked out I played for, for Muddle that year We drew with Hearts At Tencastle And both Rangers and Celtic Were knocked out by that stage um, Hearts so, had beaten Celtic In the previous round And I think that was the year When Hamilton beat Rangers Remember that one? Yes uh, 87 so, so Everyone feel as if it was open chance. Yeah. We went to Tencastle We drew We got the replay And we knew we'd sit Monday in the semi-final And we lost at Fir Park So uh, Moving swiftly on uh, Paul is in Kirk and Tillock Hi Paul hey, Hi Gordon Hi Hugh Hi Chris Hello Paul uh, Point tonight uh, Looking forward to The final tomorrow Obviously uh, It's the strangest time That I can remember Being a Celtic fan uh, In this whole 20 years That we We probably have been For the mass majority Of the benchmark In Scottish football That There is so much uh, Kind of uncertainty Round about going for another trophy uh, due to the, the manager situation. Now, I heard you saying earlier on that the, the kind of remit has changed uh, to be a Celtic manager, which I find a bit worrying and concerning. Uh, and I think it dips into a bit of arrogance for a lot of the Celtic supporters who can I take it for granted over the last kind of 20 years that uh, Neil Lennon is. It's splitting such the opinion because of, because we got Brendan Rodgers and because he played the kind of style of football. But uh, we never went anywhere in Europe, which Neil Lennon did get somewhere in Europe, and even before that, Gordon Strachan got somewhere in Europe. But there was a lot of negativity towards Gordon Strachan. Uh, I just find it really, really strange. Uh, I don't know if Neil Lennon will get the job. I'm a massive Neil Lennon fan. I don't know if he wants the job. Uh, but I, I'm not totally convinced that we couldn't get Rafa Benitez. Uh, I think that the Dermot Desmond's prodded enough uh, and take something into his head. I think there's a good chance that they could get him. I don't know if they'll get him. I don't know if I want him, but that's just... Are you telling me, Paul, that emotionally you want Neil Lennon, but economically you think Celtic have the cash to bring in someone like Benitez? Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know But I think we do have the cash to bring somebody in Do I want somebody to laugh at any test? I don't know The European one's interesting that, that, that Paul brings up Again, you cannot You can't belittle that achievement mm, What Neil Lennon so. achieved It was yeah, fantastic yeah. But you mentioned Gordon Strachan I mean, th- there were times Even in that period It doesn't seem so long ago I think there was a, was there not a season Where Celtic went straight into the yeah, Champions plenty, League plenty of So even, even in what seems like the, You know, the last couple of years 
it's, the, the landscape's changed And Celtic yeah. now go through Four qualifiers You know it's, it's becoming More and more difficult Is it not The, to ga- crack the, the gap's grown You're absolutely right Gordon The gap's grown as well Between the big teams I mean Celtic are getting Heavy defeats now That they wouldn't have had Previously because All the money is going To the big ten clubs and when you when you get drawn against them and Paris Saint Germain and Man City and Barcelona in recent years, the gap's huge. It's, it's far bigger than it was five six years ago. Far bigger than certainly it was when Gordon Strachan was there. And as you say, at that point, Celtic were were in the last sixteen of the Champions League in two thousand eight. Then Rangers went to the UEFA Cup final in the same year. So your coefficients are massive. It's, it's high. Sometimes it was even two that season. I think Champions League, two yeah. in the Champions League. When Celtic so appointed, the gap's, the gap's huge. When Celtic appointed Brendan Rodgers, they raised the bar. Of course they did. Because they brought in an iconic manager on money that by Scottish standards was astronomical. And now some, I underline some Celtic supporters, don't want to see the bar lowered. Thanks to Paul. Here's an important one for you to bear in mind over the weekend. Finish the season with a win on Clyde One Super Scoreboards with Ladbrokes. Download the app and have a bookie in your back pocket. Please gamble responsibly. Now we know that Celtic or Hearts will walk away from hand in Scottish Cup winners But you could be the real winner this weekend If you listen to tomorrow's show, Saturday's Super Scoreboard We're teaming up with Ladbrokes.com to give you a top quality prize for next season If you listen tomorrow, we're going to give you a chance to win hospitality for 4 At an old firm game of your choice next season What a way to finish the season that would be You could also pick up some signed Celtic or Rangers merchandise So listen tomorrow, that's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans here taking your calls and answering some of your tweets at Clyde SSB. We're asking not only what you're thinking ahead of tomorrow, but what your favourite Scottish Cup final memories are. And we're getting some brilliant ones. What a trip down memory lane. Martin, who's a Kilmarnock fan in Baylison, you know where he's going, 1997. He says, Kelly beat Falkirk at Ibrooks. A kilted Alex Totten was in charge of Falkirk, having been sacked by Kelly the previous season. Paul Wright scored the winner. A great day for Kelly fans, he says. Paul may be playing for Falkirk. Move on. <laughs> That's another cracker as well, that Fraser. Was a good game I, again. I'm discovering we had even more than I thought. Again, Kilmarnock though Winning the game But not against the Old Firm We were talking right at the beginning About uh, its shocks in the mm-hmm. Cup Finals yeah, Kilmarnock yeah. would have gone into that As as, uh, as, as favourites The shock was the semis Celtic lost in a replay Paul McGrillan scored for was that, For Falkirk And that was the end For Tolly Burns almost wasn't it? Was that Bobby Williamson Who won the Cup for Kilmarnock that day? It was yes Aye yes. Well, Uncle Bobby uh, He'd only been in the job For six months And uh, he pulled it off Was he grumpy in those days? Oh, oh yeah 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 be born that way <laughs> 01419511025 We'll take more calls in just a second Let's hear from Scott Brown Because I did tell you we were going to uh, And I forgot to do it a bit earlier on We got a bit busy Scott Brown believes Celtic are reaping the benefits Of Brendan Rodgers' hard work As they look to clinch the treble treble They're unbeaten at Hamden Since Brendan Rodgers took charge And he says watching Hibs lift the Scottish Cup in 2016 uh, Was pain he did not want to repeat Watching that game I was a little bit jealous that they were in a cup final and we weren't. But um, from then, got a Brendan came in, changed our mindset, saying that we can come to Hamden because we, we didn't have a great track record at Hamden before that. He's changed our mindset, saying how we can play at Hamden, how we can improve, and how we can go on and win. And since he's came in, we won seven trophies on the trot. Now Neil's here, and we need to make sure that we put that to nine trophies on the trot for him and show that. What Brendan's done, he's pushed us onto another level as well. A great man, management more than anything. He came in, spoke to us, and uh, made us believe in ourselves as well. And that's what he done. That's Neil's very good at motivating as well, and he'll do that before the game too. 
Yeah, why not? You know, he's spoken very well, Neil Lennon, uh, in the, the days leading up to the final. Um, I think what he said about some younger Celtic supporters needing to realise what's going on and how they should be savouring this moment because there was a period in Celtic's history when there were many years without trophies. Uh, so I think he's spoken well. I think he deserves gratitude from the Celtic supporters, young and old, for... Stabilising the club in the wake of mm. Brendan Rodgers' departure. David and the Gorbals, what's in your mind? Uh, the high how you doing, guys? Just a couple of things, but just about the cup finals, the favourite cup finals. Um, the one, the first one I, I remember being aware of was the '88 centenary year. Sorry, I catch a bit side for ambulance passing. <laughs> um, the '88 centenary year, we found McAvenny scored the last kick of the ball. Uh, that, that was that was special. I think that, that just sticks in my head, and I think it always will for the sheer relief and emotion. That was involved in it Well um, I, I go back to the Billy McNeil phrase There is a A romantic element Attached to Celtic In their history And the Scottish Cup final Tends to bring out That romantic attachment And uh, Rarely more so Than the, on that occasion David I'm glad the noise Has died down You were giving the Gorbals A bad name there um, What are your thoughts For the, the class of 2019 then? Well I, 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 I don't want to be too, too cocky confident I don't like that Getting into any big game Like that I can't see us losing. I really don't think we can. Not not that we can't lose, sorry. I don't see us losing. I think you might be right thinking about it. I think James E. Forrest might have a big part to play tomorrow. Um, since that 3 all game against Kilmarnock under Neil Lennon the first time, I think since that game he's turned his Celtic career down because I do think he might have been on the way out at that point. Um, and I think he gets unfair treatment for a certain section of our supporters who still talk about his final ball and lack of goals. Well, he's turned that around in the past two years, and I think he's been a fabulous player for us since then. Um, David, just on the subject of the manager, one of the previous callers says it's the strangest time he's experienced as a Celtic fan because, as much as you all seem very divided and not a, not a huge amount of support for Neil Lennon taking the job, that that doesn't translate onto match day, does it? I mean, he's because of who he is, the, the backing's still very much there in every game so far. That's my main point. Whoever's in charge next season. From tomorrow onwards, they say, some people don't want Neil Lennon. He's not my first choice, although I love him. Um, but whoever, some people are going to be happy. Unless we get the big name like Rafa Benitez, not everybody's going to be happy. Some people don't want David Moyes. Some people don't want Neil Lennon. Whatever happens, we need to back the manager. I'm not saying don't criticise, because everybody's open to criticism. But we need to be behind him, because it's a huge, huge season for Celtic next year. Not just in the fact that we're going to have a good summer in recruitment, but we need to make sure that everybody is on the same page and I include the supporters in that because infighting and factions, uh, and factions sorry, are they going to date anybody any good? Well, you can hear, David, in, in your voice and the way you're, you're going about it and your, your thoughts tomorrow that, that you, you can't see Celtic losing and, and that's something that Celtic have to guard against in the club amongst the players, amongst the manager because players play better and everybody goes to, to the game in a better way if you've got an edge to you and a wee bit of nerves. But uh, it might be an issue that Celtic just have to guard against is, mm. is, is that everybody's expecting them to win Including the supporters going along as well Supporters love to go along when there's a bit of uncertainty But just need to guard against that Because that could be something that could count against them Alright, thank you David and the Gorbals Gordon's in Kilmacomb Hi Gordon Good evening Good evening panel, how are you? Yeah, good, good Gordon. Gordon What's on your mind? Good Just a quick one about the, my best memory um, It was 2011 uh, We played Motherwell We won 3-0 A quick story before it uh, I do taxiing, as you know, uh, and the Friday night, this customer phones, but you need to come and pick me up. No, I'm finished. No, you need to come. Anyway, it goes along to the hotel. 
outside of Glasgow. I said, I'm outside, no, come in. I don't want to come in, come in and get me. Because inside, here he's sitting with Neil Lennon and um, uh, Bruni. So I'm like, oh my goodness, that's down. This is Gordon and his son, Callum's the mascot tomorrow at the game. Brilliant, he'll have a great day. All oh, this kind of stuff, brilliant. I left buzzing, never even charged him. I forgot to charge him. <laughs> and then the next, the next day, he goes to the game and he goes down, changing, he gets changed and I, and I goes back to my wife. And then he goes out with Samaras. Um, and then after the game he comes back well just before the kick off he comes back over my dad you'll never believe it what he sees uh, Bruni went by me Scott Brown went by me patted on the head and he goes hi Callum and he went like oh <laughs> yeah he says I was talking to your dad and have a good day and he's like he says and then Neil Lennon goes by and grabs my shoulders and he goes hi Callum how you doing and you got to enjoy the day and he's like how does everybody know me <laughs> uh, and this wee boy next up saying you're jammy how do you know these folk and he goes my dad does anyway Callum, Callum must have dined out on that story yeah. at school every day since I've done it since so anyway that's, that's, that's the best bit so we won one three now yeah yeah day. yeah I forgot about that, that bit that, <laughs> that night customer guy phones me again come up to the uh, I had down Glasgow pick me up right okay because up there gives me this password again gets into this other room give me another password again there next minute the whole Celtic team there so I, I was there working but wasn't wasn't drinking obviously at half past ten and we left it at two o'clock and I'm sitting with all these people it was just the best thing ever and I've dined in that forever so that's my best memory I mean, most for my son well, um, and I Charlie McGrew there's, there's only one flaw in this story I'm not having that that he never charged ah, I know <laughs> taxi drivers I don't believe it thank you very much Gordon in Kilmacombe great memories uh, the thing that I remember from that 2011 final is that Mark Wilson claims he scored in the final but he oh, didn't I mean, it was a Stephen Craig and own goal it's gone down everywhere as a Stephen Craig and own goal Mark Wilson claims it was his yeah, Stephen Craig and even's claiming it no, yeah, I mean, there's not, not a chance not a chance anyway thank you to Gordon in Kilmacomb which takes us up nicely to this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Glasgow is always the place to be for big sporting occasions but particularly tomorrow within the space of whatever that will be 5-6 miles at roughly the same time not only the Scottish Cup final but we've got the Guinness Pro 14 Rugby final as well and you could be there Glasgow Warriors up against Leinster if you want to win yourself a pair of tickets all you have to do is take part and beat the pundit you don't even have to take part well you just need to take part so give us a call right now 0141 9511025 Take on Hugh or Fraser at Beat the Pundit Try and win a signed ball And you get the tickets to the Pro 14 final regardless You only have until the news at 7 so be quick Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevens are here We've been building up to tomorrow's Scottish Cup final And we've been asking for all of you No matter what team you support To get in touch and share your favourite ever Scottish Cup final memories I'm sure we'll continue to do so But what about you St Mirren fans? Dundee United fans What did you make of last night? How does it set it up for Sunday? Ultimately, who's going up and who's going down? Let us know 01419511025 This first though Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time, an extra special Beat the Pundit because you don't even need to get any questions right and we're giving you tickets to the Guinness Pro 14 Rugby Final at Celtic Park. The winner tonight is Ryan from Coatbridge. Well done, Ryan. Yeah, guys, how you doing? Not too bad at all, Ryan. Will you go along yourself to the rugby tomorrow? 
Ah, watch Cup final and get along here. Yeah. Absolutely, good man. And you're a Kilmarnock fan, Ryan. We've not had too many on the phones this week. I'm wondering if they're lying low in a period of mourning that Stevie Clark has gone. <laughs> yeah, well, ha, well, we will be, I suppose, in football, as they say. Who next? Uh, Martinez, what it sounds, I think. Uh, no, Martinez, <laughs> favourite. So, I uh, saw that, Hugh Kevins. I, <laughs> I think it's probably Gary Holt, I would imagine. <laughs> Gary Holt's a very good manager Maybe not quite as exotic sounding no, as, no, as, as Roberto, Roberto Di Matteo, Di Matteo. I, I, I don't see Roberto uh, In a flat and salt coats Anytime soon to be honest <laughs> You never know I'm going to toss the coin Ryan Hedge you're up against Hugh And Tails you're up against Fraser And it's Tails Fraser Against Ryan from Coatbridge So I'm going to give Fraser some Clyde too And that way he can't hear what we're saying You've got 30 seconds Head to head you can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? What was the final score of last night's Premiership? No, no. Who was the last team other than Celtic to win the Scottish Cup? Pass. Which Scottish team's stadium is on 150 Edmondson Drive? Uh, Rangers. Which town did East Fife play in? Pass. Name any team that's won the Scottish Cup twice. Tomorrow. Who is the manager of Dunfermline? Stevie Crawford. Which company sponsored the Scottish Cup between 89 to 2007? Terence. James Wilson was on loan with Aberdeen from which club? Marguerite. Okay, good effort. Let's bring Fraser back. Fraser, are you with us? I'm back, yes. Great stuff. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Yes. What was the final score of last night's Premiership playoff? 0 0. Who was the last team other than Celtic to win the Scottish Cup? Uh, Inverness. Which Scottish team stadium is on 150 Edmondson Drive? Rangers. Which town do East Fife play in? Methyl. Name any of the teams that have won the Scottish Cup only twice? Sitman Who is the manager of Dunfermline? Stevie Crawford Which company sponsored the Scottish Cup from 89 to 2007? Tenants James Wilson was on loan with Aberdeen from which club? Manchester United And with 17 goals who finished Aberdeen's top league scorer quickly Nah, too late (laughs) We'll see if it comes down to that one I'm in trouble (laughs) if it does Uh, Ryan, you sounded pretty confident So did Fraser What do you think? You're in trouble because you've never told me it was only twice Scottish Cup wins. Oh well come on If it was going to be twice then anyway, <laughs> You could have you just said any of them You could have said Celtic Rangers question's a question, Rangers. question's a question Don't worry He got it wrong as well That's oh, all that's that's right. Right, uh, What was the final score Of last night's Premiership playoff It was 0-0 You both got it right The last team other than Celtic To win the Scottish Cup Hibs Oh, oh of course You're a year out Fraser so You're a mess uh, Which Scottish team stadium Is 150 Edmondson Drive It is Rangers So you both got it 2 all Which town do East Fife play in It's Methyl Fraser goes 3-2 in front uh, Name any I'm glad you're I'm off the hook on this one Ryan Because you'd have been <laughs> Calling for a Stuart's inquiry The teams that have won Two Scottish Cups Dundee United Motherwell Dunfermline Falkirk Third Lanark And Renton I've gone back a bit uh, So none of you got them right So still 3-2 to Fraser um, It stays one up So 4-3 if you like Because Stevie Crawford The manager of Dunfermline You both got that right You both got That tenants were the sponsor Of the Scottish Cup And you both got That James Wilson Was on loan From Aberdeen Ryan You managed to get a 5 And lose And I feel I terrible I'll about that I've not given Fraser that one Because he took too long So still Fraser got well done, 6 Ryan. out of the rest And you got well 5 done, right, well done, Ryan Not many losing 5 So well done And enjoy <laughs> no. the rugby tomorrow Cheers, good Cheers. Cheers. Good Great weekend. stuff, that was Ryan and Cope Bridge So that was your last chance to win tickets to cheer on the Warriors tomorrow uh, But you can still go along to pro14rugby.org And try and sort yourself out Place to be for sport tomorrow, Hugh Glasgow, Kevins. yes, Glasgow is the capital of the world tomorrow You got big weekend plans? 
Uh, I hope not I've got super scoreboard tomorrow <laughs> afternoon I, I would like to lie down in a darkened room For the remainder of the day And then be there for St Mirren Dundee United How good will that be? Look at that The old pro just takes me nicely into the next topic Because <laughs> that was a massive game last night And an even bigger one to come on Sunday So St Mirren fans Dundee United fans Let's hear from you right now Tell us how you felt last night What, what was the game like? Nil-nil So clearly there's still a lot of work to be done How's it going to go? On Sunday You tell us Fraser What, what did you make of it? I, I was disappointed in the game I think there was too many nerves um, But as you said The crowd was fantastic From both sides And it'll be the same on Sunday It's virtually a sellout United fans will come And, and it's a great ground St Mirren's when it's, when it's full But I don't think there's any advantage To St Mirren at, at nil-nil With a home game Because they'll have to come out And play a bit more They'll have to be a bit more Attack-minded And that might just leave a gap or two For, for, for Dundee United But uh, this could go all the way to penalties And I think everybody's been saying it's 50-50 from the word go I don't see there being anything between the teams It might just be a bit of magic from a Kyle McAllister Or a Paul McMullen who were, who were both brilliant last night But it could be another 0-0 or a 1-1 Very close and go to penalties I think Come on let's hear from you fans out there What did you make of it? 0141-951-1025 It's certainly in the balance here I think that's fairly obvious Yeah Robbie Nielsen the Dundee United manager Has tried the old mind games straight yeah. away <laughs> Saying all the pressure's on St Mirren Because they've got Six and a half thousand supporters As opposed to 1,500 Dundee United supporters But that's I mean, If you appreciate Dundee United's history When Jim McLean won the league for them In 1983 They won it at Dens Park So And when they won the Scottish Cup They beat Rangers In Glasgow So You know It doesn't necessarily follow that the team mm. at home has any advantage Get the calls in on last night's playoff final please Let's hear from both managers We'll start with the home boss, Robbie Nielsen The first leg is always an edgy one It's always uh, Nobody wants to open up too much Nobody wants to take too much risk you know, But I was actually really pleased with our players and proud of them Because I thought first half we, we took the ball We tried to move it Maybe we get through the lines a few times We probably didn't create as much of a light But you know, if you'd ask me Would I take a nil-nil, didn't it? Gates. Three, four thousand. There's another four thousand there. There's four thousand guys that maybe aren't um, you know, going to back you as much if things go their way. You know, we managed to, to deal with that today. And I thought the fans were fantastic. You know, back to players right to the end. You know, and it was a, for me. I was pleased with the performance. And here's Oren Kearney. We're very confident that we that we can do it, and and you know I think particularly performances and and also results in the last probably six to eight weeks um, have shown us the capabilities of this side. So the key thing now is is that we keep that same level of performance for one last time on Sunday. It, it very much is um, on on the day um, who can go and, who can go and win that one that one off game, and and, and ideally for us we're hoping. Um, with a full house that, that we can go and do that St Mirren fans Simple Will you do the business On Sunday 01419511025 Tell us right now uh, Fraser you've got A, a bit of a, a, bit of a leaning towards yeah. St Mirren You were telling us that, that you watched the game Last night The Wisher household Was a bit nervy <laughs> My daughter Christy Is a season ticket holder And my brother Gregor as well He's and, But my daughter was shaking Like a leaf <laughs> It's amazing though I mean I, I, 
brought up as a supporter. I like to see him do well, but I don't class myself as, as an out and out supporter, a bit of any club these days. But uh, I'd like to see the Saints do it, and you kind of lose that wee edge when you <coughs> burn, when you get involved in the game at my my level for so long. So it was it was a, a nervy night and a nervy day on Sunday in, in my in my house as we as we watched that game. But it's interesting to see how Oren Kearney approaches it because I've, I saw them last weekend against Dundee. Started poorly and they, he changed formation. He chops and changes an awful lot. Didn't really do that last night. He's almost if he's quite sitting in quite happy. But I think they've got to get Danny Mullen back in the team. Jackson, if he's fit, get McAllister in attacking areas as well, and try and go and get 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 that lead against Dundee United and say to them, "All right, over to you." Could be the tale of the two wingers, Hugh. You've got McAllister on one side, McMullen on the other. They seemed to be the two most likely to to do anything last night. Yeah, although I go back to Cody Cook and his hat trick at Dens last weekend. I, I think. He'd, he'd, he just looks sharp And uh, I wouldn't put it past him To be the difference Between the teams In Paisley um, well, Does Where and when Does home advantage count You've heard Robin Everyone's <laughs> trying to spin it Their own way Aren't they And uh, You talk about Should you be at home first Should you be away first And big crowds And all the rest of it Doesn't, doesn't matter Doesn't matter is. No I don't think so I, I wasn't having Robbie I think tongue in cheek there Saying if he'd given me A nil-nil before the game I'd have taken it nah, No Not really and they could have been ahead in the first half hour, first half. I thought they played well, but again, Sitman could have got something in the in the second. It, it could just be a daft mistake. It could be a bit of brilliance. I think it's so tight. I don't think we'll see quality flowing football because the players' adrenaline will be, will be pumping. There's so much at stake, and it's not just staying in the league for these for these players. It's about their money. It's about their contracts. It's about uh, their jobs as well So there's a lot of pressure mm. On these guys And that's why it becomes Back to front Percentage football Get the ball in the, the opponent's, opponent's Last third And try and create a pressure On them there, on them there. That's why It doesn't have the glory Of winning a cup final Hugh But in, in many ways it, it, It's just as important Arguably more so Just because As Fraser talked it, It's the consequences It's, it's the oh. repercussions If it doesn't go your way If you go to a cup final And you lose pff, We gave it our best shot And you know you, you go again next year But this is different I'm one of those in the camp who think that it should be a cup final. It should be a one-off game, uh, not played over two legs. Well, I mean, what a tremendous end to the season to have the Scottish Cup final followed by yeah. the playoff <laughs> final to see who gets into the Premiership. So uh, I'm all in favour of that. I just think this game is so finely balanced now. It is, in, in essence, a cup final. You've got these 90 minutes in which to determine who... Either stays in the division Or comes up to the division uh, So it is a cup final And At the moment Either Of those teams could win Nothing to do with the size of the crowd Nothing to do with the venue It's all about football players And either of those teams Will be capable of winning that match And this is something that we spoke about on, In previous night's shows Fraser Because so many complaints about the The playoffs being weighted Towards the, the Premiership team but out of the, the few that we've had We've had a couple of championship teams do alright So it's yeah. it's certainly doable Yeah it is doable And people talk about the number of fixtures That uh, the clubs in the championship have to play But remember there's two more games Two more league games that the that St Mern have had to play So in terms of Dundee United They've played the same amount of games It's not as if United have had to play more games Because they finished second in, in the league So they had 36 league games Two playoff games Before they played St Mern of the 38 league games So it's it's finely balanced I've just got a wee feeling with Even bias aside I think St Mern will just do it mm. I, I think Recent weeks, I've seen them a number of times. They look a solid team. They're unbeaten in seven. They've had good victories. I think they'll just get them no more. Here's how big a game it is. It's already made its way across the pond. Hugh Keevens, oh. Mark, is a St Mirren fan in the USA. Mark, are you going to do the business on Sunday? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. Watched the game last night. Um, I thought they get Cody Cook out of the team and bring 
Danny Mullen back in. I know I just heard Hugh saying that he thought Cody Cook looked sharp, but honestly, I saw the game against Dundee last week, and if you're ever going to score a lucky hat-trick, I would say that Cody Cooks would be the luckiest hat-trick that anyone will ever score. And so I think you'd look more at the Dundee goalkeeper's failings more than more than Cody Cook's uh, ability. And I just thought last night, you know, he doesn't move around too much. He doesn't cause too much bother to the defenders. His first touch isn't great. And I hope that I hope that Oren will put Danny Mullen back in last night because he's a bit more active. And I think that Dundee United, at the, at the back, I think both teams are good. But I do fear that Dundee United are a bit more dynamic in the final third. And I hope that won't be our our, our, our downfall, but it might be. I do appreciate that Jack Hamilton in the Dundee goal hardly covered himself in glory. However, the finish from Cody Cook for the second goal is a, a very good one. And he was there for the other two chances. You know, that's all you can ask for your striker to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, and I repeat, the, the second of his goals was a terrific finish. That would have been the tricky one for Oren Kearney though, Fraser, because if you take, say, I don't know, what's a good... A good marker for form Maybe six weeks If you take the last six weeks Danny yep. Mullen versus Cody Cook There's only one winner Yes But Cody Cook then pops up With a second half hat trick That must have been The one piece of team selection That he struggled with the most I think Mark's one of those Very hard to please <laughs> Supporters that I know very well Goodness me Cody Cook's got a hat trick And it's still not good enough But uh, uh, I, I think oh, Cook's coming off, Better coming off the bench Mark yeah, But I agree with you I'd, I'd play Danny Mullen Definitely. No, I mean, I, I mean, I look. I think Oren's done, you know, in the circumstances what he was left with and what he's, you know, ended up with now. I think Oren's done a great job, and I and I was a bit negative about him at the beginning, but honestly, that that hat trick. I mean, it's hard to drop a guy that scores a hat trick, but wow, it, it wasn't like the greatest hat trick you'll ever you'll ever see. So, like, but I agree with I agree with you. The second goal, the second goal was a good finish, you. But but even a good goalkeeper probably would have saved that because he did get his hand to it. But the second goal was decent. The second goal was decent, but the first two, he was in the right spot. Mark, but, uh, let's, let's yeah, you, you've hopefully done score another one like it on Sunday. Eh? Describe awful. your Sunday to us. What time will it be in whichever part of the USA you are when the game kicks off in Paisley? It'll be 10 o'clock in the morning. So oh, that's fine. You've got plans, have you? Uh, no, I've got, nope, I've got one plan. Yeah. I've got one plan I'll be watching the game My wife's actually Whisking me off to Boston For the weekend So I've told her That there'll be Absolutely nothing going on Between <laughs> 10 o'clock And 12 o'clock On Sunday morning Because we'll be watching the game Mark having watched it last night Who are you pinning your hopes on then You spoke about Danny Mullen Coming back into the team Anyone else you think Can be the difference For you on Sunday? Well definitely The two Kyles Are who we have to Pin our hopes on The two the two Kyles Can, can change the game for us And we have to have Gary McKenzie in defence. I thought Gary McKenzie was unbelievable last night. I know he might have taken a wee knock at the end of the game. But, and our goalkeeper, I think we've got a great goalkeeper right now as well. The goalkeeper, Gary McKenzie, and the two Kyles will be the difference for us, I think. So you're telling me that there's a part of Boston that will forever be Paisley on Sunday? I hope so. Certainly, I hope so, Hugh, yes. Massive. It's nice to have a cup final at the end of the season, you know, on a positive note. As long as we win, it'll be a great end to the season. Absolutely. Well, enjoy your trip to Boston. That was Mark in Hartford, USA. 01419511025. We're, if he's sorry. in Boston, he might as well go to Cheers. Cheers, yes. So, I think they'll have the game on. Well, 
Everybody knows your name there <laughs> Yes God, come on <laughs> I know you're in Derek Johnson's mic position That's on the Friday night But not the joke book as well uh, Thank you Mark We're going to speak to Alan in Helensburgh He's going to be our first caller after the break But before we do that Now is your time to win yourself a £250 key store hamper To do that you need to go to Twitter at Clyde SSB You need to watch the video of Gordon DL Trying to recreate a famous goal celebration And you have to phone us and tell us Whose celebration he's recreating It's the worst of the lot Hugh Keevans I'll show you at the break His effort is horrendous oh. But nevertheless Give us a call right now 01419511025 Tell us whose celebration he's recreating And you could win a £250 key store hamper You have until the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com we are going to speak to Alan in Helensburgh. He's been hanging on very patiently. We've got a full-time teaser to get up and running as well. And we need to do this competition because it's a cracker. All week we've been giving you the chance to win a £250 key store hamper. Um, and all you had to do was head to at Clyde SSB, watch the video of the some of the guys trying to recreate famous goal celebrations and tell us who it was. The first one through tonight is Maureen from Clarkston. Maureen, it was Gordon DL tonight. Who was he trying to impersonate? I think it's Delhi Alley. It is Delhi Alley. How bad was he at it? Hi, <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> oh, you're giving him too much credit. Anyway, Maureen, well done to you. It was Delhi Alley. You've won yourself a £250 hamper of snacks and drinks from Key Store. We hope you enjoy them this weekend. Thanks very much, Gordon. Good much stuff. appreciated. Brilliant. Well done, Maureen. Simple as that, Hugh Keevans. £250. In front of the TV. Stuff your it. face. Uh, in case you're wondering what this is all about We have been teaming up uh, with Keystore Because they're supporting community football teams across Scotland They're offering out grants And you can still get involved That's our competition done But if you go to Clyde1.com Slash score with Keystore Send in your team doing their best goal celebrations uh, And you could win some funding for your team So there we go Alan Helensborough As soon as I get this question up and running I'm not even going to dwell on it Tonight's full-time teaser In the last 20 Scottish Cup finals Nine have been decided by proper winning goals I.e. the scores were level until these players scored Yeah, get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Can you name the eight players who scored the winners? Tom Rogic Yep, Fraser We'll leave it there because Alan's been hanging on Peter long Yes, that's two You can help us on Twitter Alan has been hanging on for ages Alan, what's your Scottish Cup favourite memory? Good evening Yeah, my greatest Scottish Cup memory was uh, the first ever Cup final I went to I was 10 years of age. My dad took me to Hampton Park in 1973 and that great goal scorer, Tom Forsyth, scored the winner. <laughs> it was, um, there was about 125-ish thousand at Hampton Park that day. Um, Celtic went in at half-time 2-1. I think George Conley got a penalty kick. Alfie Con scored uh, very early in the second half to get two each. And that famous, famous goal by Tom Forsyth, two inches on the post, on the line, and uh, Rangers won the Scottish Cup. And uh, the classic was, I mean, um, my, my grandparents, uh, my dad's mum and dad's, my mum's mum and dad both uh, lived in Kings Park. So we had to, um, my dad bought me a Tammy, which cost 25p. And uh, we were leaving the Rangers end. I think the ticket was 50 pence, would you believe? Oh. As we left the Rangers end, going through uh, the Celtic end, basically to uh, Kings Park, uh, up Montford to Curtis, 
my dad said, uh, make sure you don't drop your hat. <laughs> but that is, um, and the, the greatest thing about that was that it was actually a crowd. I mean, the crowd was was so massive in them days. And then, honestly, a few months later, the the honour, well, the privilege of going to Hampden Park to watch Scotland qualify for the World Cup against Czechoslovakia, and the great man himself on the telly apparently came out with the more towards. Disaster for Scotland because <laughs> Czech, Czech uh, the Arthur one for that is um, Czechoslovakia scored first and then we went on to win the game two one and obviously go to the, the World Cup in nineteen seventy four. Brilliant memories. Yeah. I like that. Stay on the line, Alan. I'll get your thoughts on on what's going on at your your club at the moment. Uh, Tam Forsyth, you you must have memories well, of him I, as a player and oh, that that game in particular. I, I remember the goal vividly. Uh, he, he almost missed <laughs> he almost it, missed it no. uh, But his celebration afterwards You'd have thought that Pele had scored it But uh, it was a great final And Alan's correct Another massive six-figure crowd 122,000 apparently I just looked it up So you know, People came and went And there was Incredible. no problem I mean now the stadium Can't even hold half that number And there's all sorts of problems With getting in and out But in those days Somehow we all got there We all get back uh, And no great delays But I mean A golden age Of footballers mm. You know the, uh, Both at Rangers And at Celtic You know Kenny Dalglish Was in the Celtic team Dixie Deans that day George Connolly uh, You know All over the place There were great players And it, it was a Major final I know that all finals Should be major But sometimes The occasion gets The better of players but that was a top class final I seem to remember Tam Forsyth coaching uh, My boys team When I was younger And just As imposing as As ever yes. Being pretty terrified I think was, to, he, to be honest He was reserve coach When I started my career was At and, and an assistant manager At the same time And also it's the same role When I, when I signed for Hearts later in my career And uh, as a young lad He was He was quite intimidating And, he, and he, he wasn't long out of playing as well And he used to take part in training sometimes But he was a wee bit slow And if you went past him You weren't going anywhere You would get cemented But uh, uh, hard man on the field of play But what a quiet man Off the off the pitch mm. He's uh, he's a big big Likes his garden Likes his bowls You know And uh, so yeah Good, good man was a big time for life But I remember watching that game As a kid He almost missed it He didn't need the long studs Big Derek Johnson's header Hit both posts And uh, he almost He stood in the ball Time at the right to the end Right place at the right time Alan let's fast forward Quite a bit then To the, the present day The season's obviously Finished for, for your team Rangers It's at that time Where you, you start reflecting on, on what happened What might happen next season Who comes Who goes How are you feeling About the whole picture I actually feel Very confident About next season I think um, We've got the man there uh, In Gerard, And I just think Okay this season First season Rookie rookie manager I think We, we can go on And we, we can obviously Win trophies next season Yes Fraser, listen, this goes for all, all teams But I think just in the context of what we're discussing Summer recruitment, vital Like I say, for all teams Yeah Particularly Rangers as well Yeah, but I mean, Rangers are in a stronger position now Than they were this time last season We've discussed this at nauseam on, on, on the show And, uh, you know, if they can get Ryan Kent back Which are stories around But they, they've got a lot of players under contract And I think they've got a strong squad They certainly left back's a bit of an issue I think Barisic is probably due another turn But, uh, you know, that's an area there They had obviously Worrell's going So, so they need somebody in there to, to add to the centre-backs as well But they're strong in the midfield The question's going to be, is Morelos there? I think that's the key to the recruitment You know, if they get a really good offer I think they'd find it very hard to turn down Especially with Defoe going to be there next year But Kent's a man You know, he's been so instrumental in, in, in everything Kent and Morelos 
if they hang on to them then and add three or four players they'll, they'll be they'll be better next year this is where Scottish Cup final weeks gets frustrating Hugh if, if your team's not involved you've already done the league campaign and you're just chomping at the bit for something to happen for a, yes. a signing to come in uh, for, for the, even for the friendlies to start so you can get right back into it I think the Rangers fans will feel better uh, at the moment than they did for example when they lost to Hibs in the Scottish Cup final because they didn't have Steven Gerrard on the wings and I maintain that Rangers are one transfer window away from being a title challenging side and my Ryan Kent theory Fraser is that you wait until the 2nd of June you hope that Jurgen Klopp has won the Champions League you send Steven <laughs> Gerrard down the road and uh, with a bottle of champagne yeah of course and then make sure that Jurgen drinks all of it and then say any chance of extending Ryan Kent's loan of course Stevie <laughs> <laughs> How keen would you be for that, Alan? Excellent, fantastic, yeah. Go along with that. I'll do it. Yeah, thank you. Oh, great stuff. That was Alan in Helensborough. It's 0141-951-1025 if you would like to join us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Clyde SSB as well So let us know what's on your mind Even if your team isn't involved in the Scottish Cup final this weekend We've been asking for your Scottish Cup final memories Good, bad, indifferent uh, let's hear them all I think we've got another call lined up Paul is in Cumbernauld uh, What's your point tonight Paul? Hello there Hi Paul What's your point tonight? I was listening earlier on there About the Celtic uh, managerial situation That doesn't really bother me But I was reading that thing today On the internet The garden Patrick Roberts That Brendan Rodgers Is going for him For Leicester For a reduced price of 4 million Would that no Interest either Neil Lennon, if he's a Celtic manager or the future Celtic manager. Yeah, I, I, I know. I saw this as well today, Hugh. I know that the Celtic supporters have this special place in their hearts for Patrick Roberts. However, Celtic have got Marion Schved in the background, and I hear very good things about him. They've also got James Forrest, who's cleaned up with all of the awards in the same position. Uh, they've got Mikey Johnson. You know, they do. They, Anyway, they need something other than Patrick Roberts, to be honest. They've, they've got other players there. Hmm. And they need to concentrate on all along the back four because Boyata's gone. Benkovic may go without coming back and loan for another season. There's rumours of uh, a, a move from Spain to get uh, Seminovic. So there are areas all over the park, striker being another one, uh, where Celtic have to pay attention But I don't think that Paddy Roberts comes into the uh, essential I mean, category I said that though Fraser when, when he was there and he was in his prime Celtic had a top form Scott Sinclair yes. And they had James Forrest But, but they, still, they still needed that bit extra So what's, what's changed? Well I, th- I think as it's you said I hear good things about Marin Schwed And I think he's a similar type of player um, It's a left footed Small but comes in off the, off the wing and, and I think he likes to strike at goal um, the, the problem being uh, Paul is that if Leicester City are interested and Celtic are interested, they'll go to Leicester City. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a Premiership. It's Brendan Rodgers, and it'll be for far, far more money. That, that, that in essence is a problem. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that, is that one? Is that one you you particularly want to see, Paul? I mean, you asked the question if it would be possible. Is that because you want to see it? I've seen him get down the right wing and pulling the ball and, and working with his left just as well. I'm hanging down maybe in the left hand side because Scott Sinclair isn't he kind of turning that turning it on just now, is it? Well, I, I do understand that Patrick Roberts is a talismanic figure for the Celtic supporters, but I repeat, all over the park, they are in need of replacements uh, in defence. St- another striker needs to be added. Uh, 
Patrick Roberts for me wouldn't come into the essential mm. category when you have the, the, the wingers that Celtic have plus Marion Fed, who was described to me last weekend by someone who has seen him uh, as Patrick Roberts with physicality. Okay, thank you, Paul and Cumbernauld. The one four one nine five one one zero two five. Now another thing you need to know is the address to send the questions in. Full time teaser time. That's when you send the questions in to us, and we drive the pundits mad trying to come up with the answers between now and the end of the show. So tonight's is this: in the last twenty Scottish Cup finals, nine have been decided by a proper winning goal. So the scores were level until these players scored. Can you name the nine players? Who've scored the winners in that time Tom Rogic most recently against mm. Aberdeen Peter Lovenkrantz against Celtic back in 2002 David Gray. David Gray David Gray for Hibs David against Gray. Rangers um, I've got James Vincent James Vincent for Inverness against Falkirk The other one I've got And I can't remember whether it was given as an own goal Celtic versus Dundee United Was it Alan Thompson? Yes um, I'll Gary give you, Kenneth I'll give you Alan Thompson 2005 So you've only got one, two, three. Four to go So I think we'll leave that there for now And you can play along with us At Clyde SSB uh, Okay Hugh uh, An important story Which broke this afternoon uh-huh. uh, One which has been leading the news Actually in Clyde 1 And across our, our various websites For uh, the last couple of weeks but, but Celtic have issued a statement today It sort of comes into our Football area When, when that happens And that's a, a statement I'll, I'll read most of it So it says uh, at the start that James McCafferty has pled guilty to offences he committed against young people between 1972 and 1996 Celtic Football Club wishes to express its regret and sorrow uh, to those young people it goes on to say McCafferty was employed by Celtic in the mid-90s committed these acts many years ago um, praise the people who've shown courage to come forward we offer sincere sympathy to those people their families uh, and all those involved uh, Again I, I am missing out some Because we'll be here all night reading the, uh, the the statement Celtic Football Club takes all of its responsibilities seriously Stands by its responsibilities And will continue to do so The abuse of children has affected many areas of society Including football clubs, sports clubs, youth organisations um, Educational institutions and religious bodies across Britain uh, Celtic Football Club strongly believes Children and young people involved in football Have the right to protection From all forms of harm and abuse And is committed to ensuring this To promoting their well-being Through continued cooperation With their children and young people Parents and carers And relevant authorities This is an awful Tragic story Of human suffering And sensitivity Is vitally important In this matter As is saying sorry I am an ordinary man I have three children I have six grandchildren Of course I abhor Child abuse That has taken place And I condemn Those who have been found guilty By the courts It is right That men have been brought to justice Right that sentences have been passed on them And Celtic say in their statement That the club continues to encourage Any victim of abuse To report these matters to the police Now this is the right thing to do It's very much a matter for the police To pursue justice For the tragic victims Of course We underline that We applaud What the police are doing I repeat It's an mm. awful Tragic story Of human suffering Yeah I mean Fraser There are various ongoing legal battles It would clearly be wrong of us To speculate about The bigger picture Other than to clearly offer Sympathy to the victims And condemnation to The perpetrators are football clubs in, in this country doing enough to 
uh, deal with historical issues and I suppose ultimately prevent them from happening again? Well, I, I think that's one of the key things is to prevent it happening again. And uh, if you remember Stuart Reagan, when he was chief executive, he apologised to, to all, all the victims on behalf of, of Scottish football. And I think it's been a, an embarrassing period for, for our game. But um, I think just to echo to, to Hugh, you know, that your thoughts are with the people who have been victims of, of the abuse and, and there have been many who have shown fantastic bravery to come forward and without their evidence and without their strength, uh, these people would not have been convicted. But there's, other, there's others who, who perhaps haven't felt that they, they could come forward and you feel for those those individuals as well. But you just hope that those who have been the victims of, of these, these, these people um, feel they've got some kind of closure, some kind of justice. But going forward, you're right, we have to make sure and those in charge of our game have to make sure, pardon me, that um, it doesn't happen again because they've conducted their own independent inquiry there's outcomes have got to be implemented and there's a huge number of recommendations that have to be implemented across the board and, and I think there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes with our clubs with regards to safeguarding of our, of our young people and that's what the legacy of, of the bravery of these people who've come forward has to be. We can't allow it to happen again. Yeah, it's amazing that it went on for so long uh, and took so long to come to the public forefront. Uh, there is no thing that anyone can say other than our thoughts are with those who have suffered uh, and to to hope that moves are put in place to make sure that this never occurs again. The ongoing legal wrangling the debates about Celtic's links to the, the issues that's, that's going to go on for some time yet like yeah. I say various ongoing legal situations which not really for us to, to speculate on however even just the statement today um, are you surprised that didn't come a bit quicker? I mean, the, the, the legal, uh, the, the latest guilty plea was maybe ten days ago. Celtic yeah. speak out today. Is that is that too long? Yeah, yeah, it is really. Uh, and you know that there has to be um, a time for reflection for Celtic because the, the 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 statement is lengthy and very welcome and not to be. Condemned in any way But it doesn't contain the word sorry uh, And perhaps The victims might have liked to have uh, Heard and read that Okay I think we'll leave that one there for now We're going to take more of your calls On 01419511025 And we'll round off the full time teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans on the eve of the Scottish Cup final. We've got a Scottish Cup theme to the full time teaser. Now, remember, if you want to send questions in, it's full time at Clyde1.com. So, tonight, in the last 20 Scottish Cup finals, nine have been decided by proper winning goals. So, the scores were level until these players scored. Can you name the nine players who scored the winners in the last 20? You've got Tom Rogic, David Gray, James Vincent, Alan Thompson. Peter Lovencrantz You've only got four to go Gary Hooper Nope I'm just guessing now mm. What are you thinking Games wise Team wise Old firm so you, you can rule out all the, the convincing ones Because that, you know obviously they, they don't count If it's 3-0 4-0 Anything like that Then We need to go through Big scorers John Hartson No Sutton Nope Parson No Because again The one that was mentioned earlier He scored two against them Fairland But that was a 3-0 So that, that doesn't Doesn't fit the criteria Okay, I'll tell you. McCoyst. No. Hmm. We're going as far back as 99, remember? Yeah. So twenty, the last 20 finals. Most of the ones you're looking for are Rangers players. 
So you've got 14 so goals. 99, so 99. Boy. Won the cup. No. Now you're getting at least to the right era. No yes, Hugh so Evans. Queen of the South. Falkirk, that one. Falkirk. Yeah, 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 Queen of the South was, the, was around that time as well. But Nacho Novo against Falkirk. Three to go. Queen of the South. That was a game, wasn't it? We just beat Queen of the South. Yep, they two. did, but they were... They were three up And Queen oh, of the South yes. came back See It doesn't count um, <clears throat> 99 Hugh Who was playing in 99? Rangers and Can't remember Two Rangers One Celtic Left to go Alright Let's continue the build up to tomorrow as well <laughs> It's been a long season My brain's, my brain's tired Scott Brown's going to try and get his hands on the trophy But Christoph Berra might have other ideas We've always got a big performance in, in us We've been working hard on the training pitch um, on things we want to do and I think if we can try and put those things we've been working on in, onto the match and with a bit of lady luck, you know, we've, we've got every chance. I've had some big games in my career, obviously from a national team. I don't think there would be a, a better occasion and uh, highlight in my career than them um, lifting a, a trophy for Hearts. You know, I'm not getting any younger, so these, these opportunities will, won't be as much in the next two or three years football sometimes you take it for granted especially when you're younger and you don't realise that there's very few players who will have opportunities to win silverware in Scotland at the moment it's obviously Celtic are dominating the domestic scene and down England you know it's Man City Liverpool so and if you're not in that kind of bracket it's very um, few and far between so um, they get every opportunity you know you've got to give your all If hearts are to get anything Fraser how big a performance do they need from the Christoph Berras, the John Suters, the, the Lamals of the world, the guys that are going to be tasked with keeping the, the back door closed? Yeah, huge, absolutely huge. I think one of the tasks is going to be in the, in the left back area as well. They've suffered a lot of injuries in that left wing back area. They've had Jake Mulraney, who's more a winger, playing there recently, and that's where James Forrest will, I think, will get down that side and cause cause problems. But in any cup final against, mm-hmm. against a team like Celtic, you're, they're going to have a lot of chances and you're going to be under a lot of pressure. Uh, I think he'll go with a back three I think he'll go with Suter I think he'll go with uh, with Berup There's one or two others that could slip in there uh, De Camona, he's played, he's played Smith in there as well But I think he'll play a fairly defensive team Craig Levine But Lamal, uh, I've seen him a number of times And he can look mm-hmm. a world beater He's tall, he's got a physique He commands his area And then, then he'll throw one into the back of the net So um, if you're going to win a, a Scottish Cup final against an old firm team in Hamden Your goal is going to have to have a good game Key battles can always go both ways If, if we are Looking for, for ways that Hearts can hurt Celtic Jake Mulraney's pace Might he fancy that against Mikel Lustig Absolutely. If Lustig plays Absolutely if Lustig plays Yeah yeah I like Mulraney Mulraney really quick Really direct yeah, he's, he's had a good spell of, of play In the games I've seen for, for Hearts So yeah, he can cause problems that way But the dilemma is If you play him there And he does that And then all of a sudden Celtic break There's no left back there You know so That's that's going to be the issue He's not a natural defender One on one against James Forrest He looked a natural finisher With his goal at (laughs) Celtic Park Last week You know Terrific finish You know Hearts They're no strangers to this You know In the last 21 years They've uh, they've beaten Rangers All right, Gretna was a shocker But they got there in the end On penalties And they beat Hibs of course Wiped the floor with Hibs So You know As I say There's a too good to be true scenario For Celtic Where it all becomes the treble, treble, and the first ever three times in a row Scottish Cup wins, and all on the twenty fifth of May. And then there's the harsh other side of the coin, where if they have a bad day and Hearts have a good day, Hearts are no strangers to winning the mm. Scottish Cup. Let's end on some more Scottish Cup memories. Your favourite, Brendan and Cam time. Hi guys, how you doing? Hi there. How you doing? Um, Nineteen ninety five. 
uh, for, for, for three reasons. One, it ended the, the six-year drought. Um, two, there were, two and three were moments after after the happened after the game. Um, first one was Tommy Burns and Peter Grant's embraced each other on the pitch, which was just absolutely magical. Um, two absolute Celtic men through and through just showed what it meant to them. Yeah. And the other one. <coughs> Let's do that one first, Brendan, and then we'll, we'll, we'll let you back in with the second one so we can give it a good uh, bit of attention. That, I'm sure that lives long in the memory, that one, Hugh. Uh, what was the, the year? 95. Yeah, well, 95. I mean, 95 yeah. Uh, that was the, the one trophy that Tommy got as Celtic manager. Um, and uh, Peter Grant played against all expectation because he had been pretty badly hurt in the, the lead up to the final. And again, I remember being down trackside. Uh, and Peter it was a hardy boy I mean Fraser will remember well but, but he, can, he, I've actually got a scar for yeah. stitched after Peter's tackle uh, yeah. he he fell apart at time up because he was so relieved that Celtic had won the trophy so relieved that Tommy Burns had a trophy always able to say I won that with Celtic as the manager and uh, the, the, the caller Brendan is absolutely correct that the the embrace between the pair of them, it was a strong emotional moment. That the, the success is coming all different shapes and sizes, Fraser. Because we're now looking at one tomorrow. Uh, winning cups is now habit. It's, yeah. it's routine for yeah. Celtic. And that's not to say it means any less, but it's just it's different. There, there's no way. There's no denying it. Brendan's talking about you know that one that, that maybe stands out in an era where you're not winning as much. I know, and it was Airdrie beating the final. Yeah. And uh, you're thinking, well, why would an Airdrie beating Airdrie one 0 in a cup final? Why would that be such a a big day? But uh, I, I think it's, it's always nice to hear it from all the callers. It's personal There's something that's yeah. happened Whether it's a taxi driver Whether it's a kid going on as a mascot There's Brendan telling us as, as, as well But the reasons for why it was so important to him Was, was because of Tommy and Peter So cup finals can do that it's, it's something It's not just the result of the performance It's something that happened to you on that day Well sticks out Brendan There's another gesture in that game Which I don't know um, I can't really remember if it, if, it, if, it was, if it was publicised at the time But Brian O'Neill had, had a fantastic season For Celtic that year and he was either injured or suspended. I can't remember why, but he wasn't in the squad. And at that point, it was only the squad that got medals. And if you look back at the footage when the Celtic players are on the pitch after they've been presented with the trophy, Gordon Marshall, who was a bit part at that time, he gets up to Brian O'Neill and he hands Brian O'Neill his own medal and says to him, as if to say, listen, I don't deserve this, you deserve this. And Brian O'Neill just breaks down. And if you go back and check the footage of that, you see it. It's just, it's just kind of like... In the back shot of the picture, you know, and the footage is on the telly at the time. So, brilliant, brilliant moments. You know. Must admit, I didn't know that. No, Hugh, do you remember no, that? I, one? No, I don't. Uh, that's a terrific uh, recollection from Brendan. There, I do remember being sent downstairs. Right off, you go get tracks. I get the interviews first, uh, and as I turned, you, you you came out of the stand at the corner flag, and you had to walk right along the track to the halfway line to the tunnel. Airdrie galloped forward. And I thought, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the last minute. Uh, you had to rewrite your questions. And <laughs> Peter Grant came up with an amazing tackle. It must have hurt him so much physically, but he got there with a last gasp tackle. The cup was won, and he could go away with tears in his eyes. Thank you very much, Brendan and Calentine. Uh, let's round off tonight's teaser we're looking for. In the last 20 Scottish Cup finals, Nine have been decided by proper winning goals Can you name the nine players who scored the winners? Tom Rogic, David Gray, James Vincent, Nacho Novo, 
Alan Thompson And Peter Lovencrantz So you've got five okay, Is that six. right? You've got six of the nine Sorry What else have you got? Three to go Hugh Over, over to you Hugh Keevans You're telling us Two Rangers One two Celtic Two Rangers One Celtic Yeah Barry Ferguson? No I Not think no. I've got the Rangers one Which one is? Lorenzo Amoruso Yes Do you remember uh, who it was against? Dundee with a header with Jim Duffy in the opposition Duffy's dugout opposition. Yeah, That was going to be my clue But you got that anyway and I think I've got the Celtic 2003. one 2003 Nah see if you've got the Celtic one That's the That's the oh. tricky one Oh don't, don't, don't steal on, it Go on you Are you go both going to say it Hold on both say it at the same you. time the, the French fella Yes um, Go on <laughs> Dumbe Oh yeah he's, he's, Jean-Joel Perrier Dumbe Is that it? Yep that's the one Well done he, You got a, it He's an answer He's always an answer To the question Because it's obscure Right you've got one more to get It was Rangers in 1999 um, Amato? No, now they beat Celtic 1-0 At Hamden Goal came in the 49th minute I mean, I I'll tell you who it Nationality? Uh, English Oh who? yes, got it Rod Wallace Rod Wallace it was uh, Well yeah, done, you got there in the end Right, thank you very much Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevens What a long old season it's been And the showpiece event is tomorrow Hamden Park the venue Hearts and Celtic The team's trying to win the Scottish Cup And we'll be there We'll be live from the National Stadium At 2 o'clock Make sure you join us Should be a fantastic show Don't forget your chance to win uh, The Old Firm Prize with Ladbrokes tomorrow As well And I think the sun is still shining So we'll get GBX Fridays on To really brighten up your weekend Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Bedtime stories aren't just for kids, especially when they could win you 